to see Daddy Clown. Daddy Clown. That is not where I thought you were going to go with that. And I don't like clowns. I think they're creepy and weird, and I don't know why they need to exist. Counter-argument. This, this, we could exploit uh, a clear gap in the marketplace for theme park nappies. Man, the British public are really losing it. They really are. Where hinges creak in doorless chambers. Where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. And today, as you can see, we've got a full house. We've got Dan, we've got Mikey, and we've got Brett. We're going to be talking about some spooky things. We're going to be talking a little bit about Valhalla. And we're also going to be talking about theme park fails. So when we've failed or when we think a park has failed. So we'll um, we'll see where that goes. Um, firstly, I'll introduce our ghost host, Mikey. How are you doing from Scaretrack? Hey, buddy. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me back on as well. It's always a pleasure to uh, uh, come on. So, yeah, things are good. Things are exciting. Um, uh, announcements, and it's basically start of announcement season for uh, scare related news and such. So it's exciting. Still got a little while before we can do anything spooky, but um, we've got Passage opening next month. So that'll be my first spooky thing. So, yeah, all good, man. Thanks for that, Mikey. And Brett, how are you doing? How's the My Haunted Hotel going? Uh, it's going really well. Uh, after I come off here, I have to potentially do a, another radio interview this week. Uh, not entirely sure what I'm doing with it yet, though, so that'll be interesting. It's going very well. We're sold out most nights, so I am very busy. Eat, sleep, ghost hunt, repeat at the minute. And is it the, I understand it's the unexplained with Howard Hughes that you're going to be potentially talking to, hopefully? Uh, yes, fingers crossed. Uh, it's, that's as far as I've got with the email. I think you know more about it than me currently. <laughs> Thanks for that, Brett. And Dan, how are you doing? Really good. Really busy. Looking forward to the show. Thanks, Dan. And okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about spooky season. Um a few things have been announced so far. Um, a few things coming back. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was that there is a new event apparently coming this year called Scaretopia. And I don't know if either you are Mikey or Brett, have you heard of this event? Um, is this something you're looking forward to? It looks like it's going to be uh, in Cambridgeshire. And it says, think you know about scare mazes? Think again. Scaretopia is the newest attraction in 2023 horror circuit based on based in Cambridgeshire, utilising technology first seen in Orlando at Halloween Horror Nights. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of this one. It seems to be a new one that's coming to us in 2023. 
Yeah, like I've seen um, advertisements for it mainly on, uh, I think it's Facebook and, and Instagram. Um, but I don't have a clue about anything else, really. I've just seen the advertisements and that's it. It's always weird for me to, for another, for, for an event to name another event on their own website. For me, that's a bit of a, a weird one. Um, so I don't know. I don't think anyone who's sort of been in the game for a long time in the UK, in the UK scare scene would do that. So for me, that suggests it might be some new people that haven't done scare before starting out. Um, or maybe they've got some really cool tech that you can get at Halloween Horror Nights and they're, they're, you know, they are bigging that up. But there's plenty of events in the UK that have same types of set and technology nowadays anyway so um i don't know though it's you know something new is always something cool so it'd be exciting to check it out i'm a big believer of new scare attractions and people coming into the industry and trying their hand at it uh in fact i did a talk about it last year at scarecon uh where i tried to give as many tips and pointers as i could to people that literally had zero budget to create a scare attraction and and who to contact and how about it and, and how to go about it uh, so I'm a big believer in doing that because we were all there once. I was putting bin bags up and still today put bin bags up if I absolutely need to sometimes. Uh, there's countless of bin bags you can't see at Terra Mountain. Uh, but it, I think it is strange having a new company come in, like you said, mentioned that they have te- technology, whatever that means, uh, from Halloween Horror Nights or equal to, because uh, what technology is that? Because um, that could be a negative thing. That could actually be every actor presses a button and comes out to a queue line, uh, which is, is what Halloween Horror Nights kind of is. Uh, it could be a negative thing. We do things slightly different here and try to make it a little bit more immersive here, even though we don't have ginormous budgets like you do at Halloween Horror Nights. So I'm not sure, but I think their logo is cool. The choice of the yellow on the kind of black backgrounds, I think is quite cool. It reminds me of uh, uh, that recent murder mystery called Glass Onion. I don't know if anyone saw the, the logo for that. That was always a logo I thought was really cool. Um, so I do quite like the branding for it. I'm just on their website currently. Uh, they appear to be looking for actors and behind the scenes people. So not sure. There's no details on their website at all, except for a place. So we will see. Brilliant. And the other event I was looking at is York May's Hello Scream. Um, this is one that you may have been to before. So this is based at York Maze over near York. And they're going to have a number of uh, scare mazes. Um, looks like one of the scare houses called uh, the Flesh Pot. One is called the Singularity. That looks kind of kind of crazy. I don't know how to describe that. Another one called Arna, oh, Barnageddon. It looks like Arnageddon. Then one called 2073. That actually looks like a Duke Nukem logo. That's kind of weird. A time-traveling adventure to a dystopian future is what it says. And another one called uh, Corny's Evil, which looks like a clown-based attraction. Um and I don't like clowns. I think they're creepy and weird, and I don't know why they need to exist. Um, so will anyone be heading out to uh, York Maze this year? I will be, definitely. It's 
it's one of my favourites, actually, to be fair. We didn't get to go uh, the year before last, uh, uh, the, after COVID. And I, I really missed it. So after going after a couple of years, it was really good to get back. Um, if that's the lineup, they've announced that it remains unchanged from uh, the last couple of years. Um, but each of their attractions are, they're really, really quality, to be fair. The um, um, Corny's Cornival. Uh, I believe that's the one they have in an actual fun house that's open through the day and then they just soup it up in the evening. But they really, really do soup it up. Uh, there's like optical illusions. There's uh, corridors that get smaller and smaller and smaller. There's like a box room where it's on its side. So everything feels wonky. Um, yeah. So Hello Scream at York Maze is probably in the... If you're going to have the percenters of the industry, and although, although I've only been two... Uh, a certain amount of attractions, I'd say that's in the top ten percent of attractions. What uh, what age range is York Maze designed for? Um, I think I think it's an eight. It might be an eighteen plus event. If it's not an eighteen plus, I'm, it's definitely a sixteen plus because they do a Halloween event um, for thirteen to fifteen year olds, I believe, uh, where they have the mazes open in show mode but without any actors. Um, and a couple of events in the UK have sort of adopted that now as well. I think Fear Avon Valley have done it, um, and a couple of other places. But yeah, so I'm if it's not eighteen or over because it's it's it has alcohol on site. There are still a few events that are still dry sites, um, but it probably more likely is sixteen plus. Yeah, I've just checked now. Anyone under the age of fourteen will be refused entry. Uh, children under 16 must be accompanied by an adult over the age of 18. Uh, they do sell alcohol on site, which means anyone under 25 will obviously be ID'd. It says 21, but they've changed the guidelines for that now. So I'm assuming they're also doing 25. Uh, most theme par- uh, screen parks now actually do alcohol. Um, we made that move last year as a small little dip our toe in, uh, and it, it went really well. There was this big movement a few years ago where people decided that it was actually safer to sell alcohol on site because people were drinking in the car parks. Um, And then obviously you can refuse people entry to the mazes. You can cut people off. So it actually helps selling alcohol on parks, surprisingly. Yeah, we did We did an episode on that a few years ago, actually. So I'm sorry. I know we are sidebarring a bit, but um, it, it is, I mean, one, it's the it's a big money maker to sell alcohol on a site. It's a really good big money maker, um, and also yeah, exactly what Brett said. Like we spoke to people in uh, England, Europe, uh, in the states as well about parks that have gone from being a dry site to a a wet site, basically selling alcohol, um, and they said that the issues had dropped, fallen, the uh, actors getting hit had fallen because they weren't getting so tanked up in the car park before. Some of them may have got a bit too tanked up towards the end of the evening. And again, you have your security, you have your hosts, you have your management all there to take care of that. It just like at a theme park or a night out or anywhere. So, um, so yeah, it is definitely, uh, like you say, that sort of movement where people have now started doing, uh, drinks on site. Sorry, totally not, nothing to do with the news, but, uh, a nugget of information Good from time to <laughs> just just for the sake of your own promotion as well. Not that I, I it's my job or anything, but uh, you could have dropped beer break in there. I sh- well, I should have, and Hannah would be shouting at me now. Um, but yeah, 
Beer break. Drink responsibly, friends. But Hannah does love a beer at a theme park or a screen park. They actually do really good uh, videos and stuff uh, about drinks and food and stuff uh, at different parks and screen parks and stuff. So so do check it out because it is the knowledge that you sort of miss on these random theme park blogs. Mm. Not many people actually go and talk about the food choices and drinks choices at parks. So it is quite a good watch. Thanks, man. I'll, I'll let Hannah. Know. Well, Hannah's probably watching this, having a go at me for not mentioning it. So, hey ho, thank you. I'm just waiting for my invite to be a break, um, so I'll uh, I'll keep an eye out on the post for that. Um, sure Hannah will drink you under the table. She's probably, yeah. I mean, I went to the I went to the rugby uh, last week, and I had like five pints, and but one of them was cause, so I don't think that counts. So. I think we're okay. Um, okay, final couple. Um, Blackpool Pleasure Beach, uh, Journey to Hell Freak Nights. Um, they're just saying at the moment there's going to be scare zones, haunted ride areas, and outrageous live entertainment. I don't know what haunted ride areas means. I don't know if that means they're going to do River Caves live again, Ghost Train live. Or, or Maybe, what that means. Yeah. Uh, but you can book tickets already. It looks like it's going to start sort of mid-October by the looks of it. Why not, why not have toilets in the queue line? Because it makes sense. They, they give you snacks in the queue line. Do you want to buy another drink here? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> now, before we move on to theme park fails, let's talk a little bit about Valhalla. So uh, Valhalla at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, we saw some smoke coming out of Valhalla. I think that was designed. It's part of the attraction. It's the the area that used to, before the turntable, it was when you, you go to the backwards drop, and then you go down the backwards drop and used to used it used to be kind of open and used to be able to see into the park. I think they've now kind of covered that up. But it looks like there's gonna be some sort of smoke attraction. I think uh, Valhalla was due to open originally about a year ago. It looks like potentially uh, Valhalla's not actually gonna be open in time for March the eighteenth when the park actually opens. Why do we think Valhalla has been delayed so much? What do you think is actually holding it up? And historically, it had a, a lot of practical effects um, with fire and what have you, um, and you know smoke and actors and stuff. And and then they they had those issues with the boats historically and a few sinking issues. Um, but I'm not even sure if the practical effects are coming back in the same way that they were used originally. So I guess it's hard to tell with this little information uh, about how the ride will reopen, the effects it's going to use. Um, so, so I, I guess it's just speculation. But if they are bringing back the practical effects, which would be great, then I bet they're an absolute nightmare to get up and running. And it's, it's got to have uh, got to have had something to do with, obviously, COVID and Brexit as well. It was due open to open in twenty twenty one, and then obviously you may as well just write off twenty twenty as a whole. So totally understandable for twenty twenty two. Then that didn't happen, and now you know twenty twenty three. It's nearly March. If they were going to have it open for March the 18th, I think they would have announced that by now because, I mean, you you want to draw people in 
on what are still going to be steadier weekends for Blackpool Pleasure Beach, you know, compared to, um, I mean, it'll be busier than their WOW weekends were or their threat white knuckle weekends that they had in February pre- years previous. But you're definitely, uh, you're definitely, if you had it ready, you'd be pushing it because you'd be making that massive boost of people in the first weekend. So, you know, Brexit having an issue on things, uh, COVID, uh, and like Dan said, if the, if there are a load of new practical event, uh, effects to do, they took. I bet. I bet that sexy photo shoot took ages. Um, yeah, the, it it has been, and we'll get to this later. A fail, basically. Is it anything to do with seasonality as well? So, like, obviously, water rides are inherently more popular when it's a bit hotter and sunnier. And this, obviously, the the at the moment, it's a bit rubbish anyway. Come March, um, it's still going to be pretty pretty cold outside. Do you reckon they they were sort of thinking, well, as long as we're we're getting there for you know April onwards, June, July, uh, where things get a little bit hotter and people are more willing to to get wet. I, I don't know. I Maybe that isn't a consideration, but... They could probably make a bigger deal of the opening ceremony there as well. Like, if it is nicer weather, they know more people are going to go on it, there will be a bigger crowd. Um, they could have half-naked Viking pole dancers for some reason. Um, so, if they're going on their marketing... Um, I thought, so, you, were, I thought yeah, you were going to say sure. a half-naked Bradley Beaver then. <laughs> <laughs> wow um it would be a draw it would be a draw as people that like teddy bears um, that would that would get me there that would that would be it okay um yeah i mean the, the thing is with valhalla it's a bit of a weird one is that you used to always get so wet on it um whatever the weather in blackpool it just felt like you were drenched all day i used to go on valhalla at the end of the day because i just didn't want to walk around with wet feet all day although i did have a bit of a tactic where I would buy extra, um, extra cagoules or what are they called? You don't call them cagoules, do you? That you used to you buy poncho <laughs> ponchos. Yeah, I'd so, call it. I, I've called them a cagoule, or or I love this one, packamac. Packamac. Go. I'd, I don't. Where know. did the word packamac go? It oh, got yeah. packed. Yeah. It got packed off. Um, so I would get a couple of extra ponchos and I'd put them around my feet. But the thing is, it kind of got to a point where you, the water was kind of up your ankle and however much poncho you put around your feet, you just got wet anyway. So it was a waste of time. So I used to just wait until the end of the day instead. Um, right. Okay. So let's move on to theme park fails then. Um, I think I've asked you to sort of come with a, a couple of fails. So these could be fails where... A park has done something that you consider to be a fail or you've done something that you'd consider to be a fail. Um, I'll start off with one, which is that um, when I went to Walton Towers, when it first opened again after COVID, I was queuing uh, for Wickerman, and I think it was about an hour and a half. And I, for some stupid reason, decided to drink quite a lot of water in the queue line. So by the time I got onto Wickerman, I was absolutely bursting. And... Um, the poor ride up was kind of pressing down the lap bar, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure." <laughs> and in the end, I thought, rather than, you know, peeing in the middle of the ride 
uh, and everyone just having a bad time. Um, I thought, look, I'll just get off and I'll run off and, and go down to the loot. So I let my wife just go around and wick a man by herself. I went down and went to the loo and had a lovely cup of tea. So I just really just wasted an hour and a half of my time queuing and then going to the toilet. So really it was almost like queuing an hour and a half for the toilet. So The queues are ridiculous, Alton Towers, aren't they? Toilets, aren't yes. they? Yeah, and 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 Mikey, we were talking before the recording that um, you know parks should have toilets uh, during the queue line. Toilets, man. yeah. Why is it not a why, thing? Why is it not a thing? Oh, uh, yeah. Why? Why isn't it a thing? Like, I, I, I want them because I don't have the strongest bladder. That's why I'm always designated driver because if I've had a drink, then I'd need it every twenty seconds. So why? Uh, and it, you know, sometimes on. Especially a special event, Mardi Gras, Oktoberfest nowadays, even Halloween, long days, you might have a few drinks if you're staying at the hotel or you've got a designated driver. Like, Or, or let's just be honest, if you're in a two-hour queue, a three-hour queue, you know, there's theme parks and screen parks all around the world where you can go, oh, my God, that queue is that long. Well, what, what are you supposed to do? Just take a empty Oasis bottle in your bag. You know, just because it's got a bigger, bigger head. Um, it's easier. So wh- wh- why not, why not have toilets in the queue line? Because it makes sense. They they give you snacks in the queue line. Do you want to buy another drink here? Oh yes, please. <laughs> what a silly idea. <laughs> I need I, I need a wee. What you need is toilets, and Woden has one in Europa Park. I don't know if anywhere else does. Um, but it is only one cubicle. So then there's a queue outside that queue. So let's just make it a thing, like. Toilets in counter the argument. This, this we could exploit uh, a clear gap in the marketplace for theme park nappies. Ah, yeah, good shout. That is good not shout. where I thought you were going to go with that. <laughs> did you think I was going? I don't know. Charge people for the toilet. Oh, I see. I no, the, 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 it's all about the nappy idea. You could, you could, like, you could make them like branded <laughs> as well. Just be careful what your brand don't have the black hole on the back of a nappy. Uh, like you know what I mean, it's I've seen worse. Brand them properly. <laughs> <laughs> the log yeah, flume. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, super Atlanticus super splash. That would be a good one. <laughs> you see, the more you think about it, the better the idea. Yeah, yeah okay, I'm on I it. I like this. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's do this. It's good. I, Dragons. I, I like it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, so toilets. Let's make it a thing. Come on, Alton Towers. You know, you keep making garden centers. Now we're telling you to have toilets in your queue line. So we know you can do it. We know you've got the tools. Just make it happen. Come on. You know it makes sense. Mikey, what's your theme park fail? This is more just, it's an embarrassing fail, really. And it's going to make me come across as a bit of an idiot, but I'm not. I was I was in a really, really fortunate position um, to be able to get a couple of uh, free entries into the Orton Towers mazes back in the day. So these are the days of um, uh, Carnival of Screams. Um, and it was really nice of them. They basically just gave us a password. I think it was the same as like the friends and family password that they used to have back in the day. Um, and the password was, I'm here to see daddy clown. So we did, which sounds a bit dodgy in itself, but, um, that was the password. 
and I thought, okay, cool. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It means a lot. I'm, and uh, let, let's go over to the maze. So I went over to the maze and I went to the ride ho- uh, to the maze host. You all right, mate? Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you got your tickets. I'm like, yeah, I'm here to see Daddy Clown. And he just stares at me. He's like, all right, where's your tickets? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm here to see Daddy Clown. And he's like, okay, can I have your ticket, please? And then I, rather than me trying to explain, I did it again. I was like, no, my Daddy Clown is in there. And he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. So basically, so this guy hadn't been briefed on today's password and just had some crazy guy come up to him, <laughs> calling his daddy a clown or whatever, and him just thinking, man, the British public are really losing it. They really are. Um, so, yeah, that is, that's my, my embarrassing fail that that's I was brilliant. there to see daddy clown. And to that day, to the to today, I am still haunted by that exchange of words of where I, I just looked like I had a kink for daddy slash clowns. When really I only have a kink for clowns. <laughs> what a fool I've made myself look. Oh no. Not, not daddy clowns, just clowns. Um so yeah, there is my first fail, I'm afraid. To be fair, that's, that's not that your fail one. though. It, that's that's the ride ops fault for that's not his, knowing yeah, who daddy it was, clown was. It was his fault. Exactly. Oh, what a fool he there. made himself look like <laughs> in front of everyone in the queue. Yeah, I bet he looked stupid. He looked like a silly sausage. <laughs> but yeah, oh, hey ho. There we go. I'm going to do that now, and I'm hoping you'll forget this, but next time you come to Terra Mountain or, or somewhere, um, I'm going to tell you that there's a password <laughs> to get in. I'm going to say that it's something absolutely ridiculous and tell no one. Yeah, and, and the I'm gonna, just like, yeah, and can I, we I escort hope that, this man, please? I hope that every other like attraction designer hears this and follows me in this quest to make Mikey ask for Daddy Clown at every attraction he goes to. Because you'll only be making yourself look silly, guys. Oh. <laughs> Very silly. I love it. But I love it. Good. That's fantastic. Um... All right, Dan, give us your theme park right. fail. So I've got two, and they're related, just for bonus points. So I was, for basically the bulk of my life, terrible with roller coasters. Couldn't, couldn't do them. Couldn't, couldn't go near them. And it all started from an early age when I was like six or seven, and I went to uh, Lightwater Valley. And I think my mum encouraged me to go on a ride to try and try and get me up and running on rides. So I went on the the Ladybird after a lot of protesting, um, which is just like a little, it goes round. It is like a, a little roller coaster, but it's electric. It's not like a proper one. Um, and I was that terrified, like absolutely terrified uh, after I went down the, f- the, the first initial hill um, that I, I basically screamed loud enough that the operator stopped the ride after one loop and let me off. Um, you didn't. You didn't scream. Stop, Daddy Ladybird! Stop, Daddy Ladybird! 
Because that's a long safe word. Yeah, you need to cut that down. Just needs you to be need ladybird, really, doesn't it? As a safety word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you know my safe word? <laughs> um, <laughs> Isn't it mad, though, how you used to hate rides and now you well, adore yeah. I used to like, I used to like, cry like... when I saw like my mum go on on a roller coaster. Yeah, it... I think Wait. it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? That something you can can become so passionate about later is because you were actually terrified of them and then got over that hurdle that then gave you yeah. the oh wow, I need to now. Yeah, I think so. I think these. there is an element of that. I think there's, there's also like maybe you get such a burst of adrenaline. Like some people are maybe more sensitive to, to adrenaline and getting juices going that maybe if if you're like that and you're young you can't handle it and then maybe as an adult you learn to love the adrenaline and, and it becomes really good so maybe that's a part of it um should i should i go on to part two ryan because that sort of connects the dots yeah i mean i was going to move on to brett but if it connects the dots then it, it does, uh, dots yeah, are carry on. I'm, I'm intrigued right now. so so, yeah, so yeah, then Years later, uh, I got dragged to, uh, to to Orlando by my theme park loving wife, who who takes me to, uh, to to Universal, and one of the first rides I see is Rip Ride Rocket, and Steph's like, right, let's go on that, and I'm like, I've never seen a vertical lift hill in my life, and I'm I'm in my my late twenties, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That looks ridiculous, and. I said, like, it doesn't, it doesn't even look like, look, if that breaks down, those people are just going to get stranded and there's no way they can get down. They're just, you know, it's, it, what, what do they do? They can't get a ladder up there. That's ridiculous. And she said, no, no, don't, don't worry about it. Never, you know, it barely ever breaks down. It's good. And I was watching it and in real time it stopped and didn't start again. And I was watching it for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's broken down. She's like, no, no, it's just stopped temporarily. Had broken down. They were there like an hour and and I never went on that ride. Well, I didn't go on that ride that trip. I obviously have since been back and been on that ride. Uh, but thanks to uh, Rip Ride Rockets Vertical Lift Hill, I didn't go on it that day. Um, and I probably bottled most of the rides that day uh, throughout the park as well. Um, so that definitely didn't help my my phobia of roller coasters. Uh, but later that trip, I managed to scale up my roller coasters. And by the end of the trip, that's actually really good. But it did take probably until I was about 28, to actually get good at roller coasters. Has anyone ever done that? Had a weird... Uh, I was talking about this the other day, I'm sure, to someone, about having like a weird sixth sense for things breaking down. I don't know if it's because maybe you have a slightly bigger knowledge of, of rides and roller coasters or not, but I've had a few instances where I've gone to a fairground and gone, no, not that ride. And it has like broken down in front of me, as I've said it, almost. Um it's happened more often than it should. And I, I don't know if this has happened to anyone else. I was I was going to say, when you said, do you have a sixth sense of something about to break down? I thought you meant like my marriage or something, because pff, I've been thinking that for years. Why is she ever putting up with me? Um, but uh, <laughs> with ride-wise, Brett, I'm just... Mm, I think you're a little bit like you know Bruno from Encanto, and you're just like, mate, you're like you're seeing these things happen. It's a bit creepy. Uh, I'm basically just not ever now gonna go if I'm ever with you at a park, and you go, that looks like that's gonna break down. I'm now actually going to take your word for it and not get on that ride. 
I, I, you you can sleep in with so too many, many scary haunted dolls and demons, <laughs> and they've ingrained on you, and all you're thinking is you're looking at don't look down of oblivion, and you're saying to them, "You bet, you won't look down. I'm not going to let you look down." Uh, <laughs> boom, stop. It's it's a it's a thing. It's happened at least three or four times where I've looked um, at a ride and gone, "Not a fan of that. I don't, I don't think that's right." And it's and I'm going to get you sectioned. It, I don't know. It must. It's either a thing or I, fairground rides. I I don't do fairground rides anyway. Um, I I know some people that work on them. Um, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them, and I could barely even push them. Uh, they, there's not a chance in hell that I trust the people I know that work on fairground rides to build those things correctly at all. So before I go on them or let my friends and family or whatever go on them, I'll I'll check them out. <laughs> It's, I'll probably check them out. Can I can I tell you, can I tell you what I'm thinking uh, when we go on Oblivion? Tommy giggling fun. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what I'm thinking I mean, every time. Mikey might not have even had any context to that, which is why he looks so confused Zero. right now. I was just enjoying the vibe. Um, it's a good example of a perfect theme park fail right there. Yeah, yeah. It, well, do you remember, Mikey, you came on the podcast a few weeks ago and we talked about uh, Oblivion having the Fanta overlay. Yes, we did. We and did. Um, so on, last, on, last, on the last episode, I said that I'd found the lost... Uh, soundtrack that was used when they had the Fanta re-theme, and, and that was it. And it was uh, the German techno guy, but actually it was Sam talking about his tummy giggling fun. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. You've got to be careful what you say in these podcasts, because they end up in weird mashups of strange music. I'm hoping, I'm waiting for my, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be something about a daddy and a clown. I can hear it now. But, yes. um, it's got to be like, a, like an announcement to a scare attraction, like roll up, roll up, meet daddy clown. Something along the I'd have that as a text tone. <laughs> Seriously, that'd be sick. Well, do you know what? Actually, um, Mikey, you have actually had um, an intro before. I don't know if you remember. I but... did, yeah. And it was... Yeah, it was a little bit too like very dark <laughs> and sexy. Dark, sexy. It's weird. <laughs> Let's not talk rubbish too long. <laughs> we can't take Derek Cora's word for whether Cloggy exists or not. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Down. Oh my god, about that. <laughs> I actually had someone send me that. I can't remember who it was now. And they were like, Mikey, <laughs> what is going on? It is weird. This thing? They are like, weird. It's when I say it. the words dark and sexy to some dodgy, uh, slightly seductive, dark music. is sort of like, yeah. It's got an anyway. 80s vibe to it. I like it. There is like an 80s underground, like... Yeah. Yeah. Say a password to get in this place, and <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna loop it, it for for the new Killers audio next year. I think I'll do I it. Like it, yeah. With my little scene, dark. Yeah, yeah, you got it, right? 
like it. <laughs> yeah, or maybe I'm like, uh, what, what is it? Is it, you know, if I think of things, do they happen? Is that, you know, like, is that something we can do? Is that telekinesis? Yeah, you know, like, if you if, if I think something, does, does it happen? There you go. That, that could be it. tell what you've just done to me, Brett, but it's absolutely disgusting. I was thinking about it. Okay, all right. So moving on, uh, Brett, let's say your theme park failed then. It was at Alton Towers, and we all remember that Hex was standing but not operating for quite some time. Uh, And during a, a, a visit, just by chance, it was open for like two or three days in amongst a whole year that it was closed, basically. And uh, me and uh, Ollie went on it. And <laughs> after the video not playing, the audio messing up in the octagon room, uh, we ended up going down to the, the, the chamber sort of thing behind the bookcase. And it hadn't lined up properly, so the people in front of us couldn't get off. So we had to wait there for ages listening to this uh, thing not not really working properly. Uh, we kept being given the whole this ride is stop working sort of announcement. And uh, eventually it worked. We were allowed on the ride. The doors opened and something felt off. Something just didn't feel quite right. So the doors close. And we just start moving. There is no sound. There is no lights. There is nothing. The room just starts moving. Now, anyone who hasn't seen Hex, it is a Vacoma madhouse. Uh, and, and the room spins around you as the, the, the gondola moves a little bit either side. I think it's 15 degrees. Um, but there's obviously a big show behind it all with loads of music and lighting effects and nothing nothing happened and it ran the whole two three minute sequence in the dark with just one of the two spotlights on in the roof and it was Again, the most bizarre amazing. thing this whole thing sounds amazing yeah so i actually <laughs> I, yeah i got off and i was like i loved it i thought it was the the most ridiculous but cool thing ever and that video uh, that i've sent you a link to on my facebook it's me coming off <laughs> to my phone going, guys, if you're at Alton Towers, get on Hex now because you'll never see it like this ever again. It was it was ridiculous. It was such a fail, yeah. but it for, from an enthusiast that has seen it over and over again, it was quite yeah. cool. It only further sort of concludes the fact that you are some sort of demon. <laughs> That's, well, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, never, yeah, so. I'm never going on a ride with you again. <laughs> My my working theory now, Brett, is is not that you're creating these issues with your demon powers, uh, but that you're just really oblivious to what you're seeing. So, like, whereas I would look at a ride and think, no, I'm not going on that because there are sparks flying, there are loud snapping noises, a bit of it looks like it's on fire. You're like, mm, there's something a bit wrong about this ride, but I think I'll give it a go anyway. <laughs> yeah, or maybe I'm like, uh, what what is it? Is it? 
you know, if I think of things, do they happen? Is that, you know, like, is that something we can do? Is that telekinesis or something? Yeah, it? you know, like if you if if I think something, does does it happen? There you go. That that could be it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell what you've just done to me, Brett, but it's absolutely disgusting. I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we were all thinking about it. Thank you very much. Oh, well, that's been some uh, some cracking theme park fails there, then. Uh, I've enjoyed that. Um, Mikey, what's uh, what's coming up on Scare Track? What have we got to look forward to? Uh, so, at the moment, uh, it probably feels like we're a little bit in hibernation, uh, but we obviously have opening weekend coming up. That's the main sort of big thing. Um, Passage del Terra is celebrating its 25th anniversary, um, and they've started sort of advertising that on uh, social media at the minute. So hopefully they're doing something a little bit exciting. When it was their 20th anniversary, we actually went to their sort of anniversary press event because uh, they made quite a handful of updates to the actual um, house. So I'm hoping there's something similar or it, it might be on a smaller scale. But yeah, I'm hoping there's some new stuff to see in passage so yeah opening weekend march 18th that's the the next big thing and then literally a couple of days after that we'll be checking out the curse at Orton manor uh at Orton towers um can't get there for opening week uh opening day because getting drunk in blackpool is far more important uh for opening weekend um but yeah so they're, they're the two things coming up still a few weeks to go but once the season starts um that's when we'll be sort of going in 100 miles an hour and has has it been confirmed yet whether the horror bar is opening or not for the opening weekend? So um, it's been a hundred percent confirmed. Well, it was confirmed via Blackpool Pleasure Beach's socials um, probably about a month ago now, um, and it said it would be open on the I think it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, definitely the Friday, Saturday horror bar will be open to all guests. Um, so that was confirmed, but then. We were actually um, looking at potentially, well, not me personally, but a, a few friends were looking at uh, if they had the potential to hire it out for a load of Thuzies sort of thing. And this was way before the um, the actual announcement that it was going to be open. Um, and the person basically, did, they said no, because then the announcement was made. Since then, that same person have, has also said that it's out of action. So... It's now, there's a bit of a rumour mill that it might not be open and they haven't announced that yet. So, I don't know. It's um, it's up in the air at the minute. I think last time I heard it'll be open in 2020. I know, sorry, 2021. No, 2022, 2023. No, 20... <laughs> yeah, they just, they dangle that carrot. One day we'll get a bite. One day we will. I don't see why they don't do it. I mean... It makes so much sense. They know that Thuzes are going to be there. Like, it is opening weekend. Um, granted, because every park has decided to near enough open on the same weekend, I think it's going to spread us weirdos out. Um, but, um, and of course, with new rides elsewhere opening and nothing really new happening at Blackpool, that might affect them a bit. But they know full well there's going to be a, good handful of people that will put money behind that bar um 
so it doesn't make sense as to why they're not opening it. Um, that we're all going to be just at spoons as usual. Um, and it's also St. Paddy's weekend, so there'll be more people out as well. So I don't get it. Why not just have it open? It's there. It's functional. It's still functional. It was open uh, last year for a like a, an enthusiast event where they uh, had a, a the bar open and music and everything. So it's functional. You only need a few staff. Um, who knows? Well, we'll see, won't we? Let's wait and see. Um, Brett, uh, tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram mainly, Brett Jones ninety two. Uh, Facebook as well. I've just had to make a Facebook page called Brett Jones, which is ridiculous. No one should have to do that. Um, but I get a lot of friend requests now because of my haunted hotel, so I have had to do that on uh, the advice of uh, Danny, who I work with, who was had to do that a few years ago. So that's weird. Um, so you can find me on Facebook as well now, apparently. That's good. That's good. And I think I've actually added you. I've added the other Brett Jones now on um, Facebook. I don't know who I'm talking to now. Am I talking to celebrity Brett or normal Brett? I just I just don't know anymore. I just feel They're somewhere. the same person, I think. <laughs> and Dan, tell us a bit about yourself. And um, do you want to tell people a little, about, a little bit about On Air Club now that we've got it there on your underneath yeah, as your headline? So it's it's still in progress but it's very close so the first few videos are ready they haven't yet been uploaded but they will be shortly um so during covid i decided to uh, to get my private pilot's license and i've been having quite a lot of fun with this um so one of the videos is my poor mum who didn't know i was a pilot and i put her in a plane and said that we were going to get a someone to, to take us up and see the views and I just took off and it was it was fun and I'm bringing up some some entrepreneurs some people from local charities uh, just interesting sort of thought-provoking people from around and about um, and yeah we're going to see where it goes so if you want to follow me at the moment it's just YouTube um, but I will be expanding to other platforms so at on air club um, and hopefully in the a few months time we'll have some some nice videos to to see and interact with i think the first one should be up and running in the next sort of two three weeks your poor mom she's very forgiving Lesser. oh mine would have killed me gone you wouldn't be talking to me now you'd be talking <laughs> to someone else <laughs> well not if you use your safe word <laughs> <laughs> daddy clown <laughs> Yeah, don't don't take Mikey up in a plane. He'll just be saying, "Daddy, no, Daddy, no." <laughs> don't take me up in the plane, Daddy. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this this has been a weird episode. Uh, for Mikey, yeah, uh, they're all weird. <laughs> it always is when Mikey's here, though, isn't it? Whoa, 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 don't weird. blame me. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I've I've heard episodes that I'm not on. You're all a bunch of weirdos. That's, That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brilliant. Thanks, Mikey. Okay, so Theme Park Loopy, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, Instagram tends to be quite a good place to interact with us, so come and find us on there. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again real soon.